Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Steel Target Paint Podcast. We've got a real special one for you today. In fact, this is also going to be doing a video recording, so um, I have to get prepared here for who we're talking with, <laughs> because if you're watching the video already, you know these guys. Uh, at least you know one of them, although he's got a beard. I almost didn't recognize him. Uh, we've got Brian Haker on. Uh, of course, Steve Foster and uh, Joe. I'm not even going to go with your last name. Vickers. Joe Vickers. OK, yeah. and uh, I'm going to have a little fun here because uh, if you're watching my background and if unless you've been living under a rock uh, in in the Rimfire Sports, you've heard about this. I just saw a video uh, that Mike Baker reposted with John Hillsmeyer, and we are talking about. <laughs> The Kraken. Brian, one of the co-founders of Tandem Cross. Give us a little intro about what the Kraken is. Sure. Well, um, if you are subscribed to our newsletter, you'll be getting it uh, just about now. And uh, we're what we've been working on for the past year is a machined lower for the Ruger 2245 that improves the lockup uh, between the barrel and the lower mechanism for uh, better stability, better accuracy, better reliability. And um, that's why we have Joe Vickers on the podcast today. He's our engineer who um, dreamed this wonderful uh, product up and brought it to fruition. I can see his private laboratory behind him right now. <laughs> And this is for uh, the Mark IV version? This is for the Mark IV 2245. But if you've got a Mark IV upper, it'll slap right on. Beautiful. Well, Joe, uh, tell us a little bit about your background and then exactly, you know, how you would uh, approach this project. Sure. Um, my background is basically in CNC and injection molding, uh, tooling design. Uh, I've been in prototyping for about 20 years. Um, I started CNC as a hobby in my garage, just kind of uh, grew from there. I've always been interested in uh, guns and uh, rimfire especially. So I am kind of a rimfire fanatic, not really competition wise, but just from a, a mechanical standpoint, I've got a pretty good collection of rimfire and a lot of friends in, in that field. Um, and this is something that I came up with uh, several years ago, actually, and just had the opportunity to turn it into a real product uh, after partnering with Brian and coming on board, taking advantage of all their resources and marketing and distribution and all that. So, you know, I was a one-man show for the most part. It's pretty easy for me to make a prototype, uh, but pretty, pretty tricky to take it from a prototype to a real product as well. Sure, a lot I'm of sure. steps involved that, you know, for that. So um, I'm the upfront guy. I, I dream it up, get it to uh, you know a beta level prototype, and then we find partners to hand off to, or we bring it in house for manufacturing. And Brian, you've got one right there. <laughs> you you got to show our video watchers. Look at that. I know it might so be let's talk. dark, but. There you go. It's got this great kicker on the front, textured back. Um, it's, uh, you know, just about every competition we've been to, one of the things that we get requested 
um, at least once while we're there is, hey, how do I get a metal lower for my 2245 uh, Mark IV? And um, it's something that we've been wanting to do for quite some time. Um, and Joe had um, a design for it that he had brought up. And so we brought it all to brought all together for, uh, for our customer base. And we're going to be offered in both red and black. Steve, I so think what are the what are what are the key features to this lower? You know, because I know a lot of folks, and I've got one. I've got a twenty two forty five Mark IV. So everybody that's listening, what? Why on earth would I want to ditch the plastic one? And looks like it's made out of aluminum. Is that correct? What What are the, some of the key features to it, and what problems are you solving? I know Brian, you mentioned a couple things, but just kind of want to open up the floor to really walk through the technical side of the design and then why people want to buy it. Yeah, absolutely. Joe, you want to talk about your baby? Well, uh, it's kind of a, there, there's a marketing aspect for sure, but um, you know it's not unheard of. The Fortune had an aluminum Mark III lower for years, and uh, when the Mark IV came around, a lot of those components and features got kind of obsoleted. Um, and so we we saw an opportunity of kind of a hole in the market where the aluminum Mark IV lower from 2245 didn't exist. Uh, it gives us uh, a huge amount of leeway uh, for designing accessories and, and features that can't be incorporated into the factory level. So mm -hmm. the, this early revision um, is uh, it's all aluminum. So you've got multicolor anodizing. We've changed the trigger guard to make it more uh, second finger friendly on the front of the trigger guard. There's a resting point for that. A lot of people like that grip. Um, sure. Trigger guard's a little bit larger uh, for gloved hands during the woods in the wintertime. Um, there's a, basically the push button takedown Kruger came up with. It's very clever and it's very handy, but most people aren't taking their gun down on a daily basis. And the nature of that push button takedown uh, by its design means that the upper and the lower can't be really firmly attached to each other. Uh, right. The Mark III didn't suffer from that. In fact, the Mark III was almost impossible to get apart sometimes, um, which is kind of what led to the evolution of that easy takedown feature. But we've taken it a step further in that it's still really easy to take down, but once it's locked together, it's locked, and there's no movement between the upper and the lower. So there's actual mechanical force that pulls the, the upper rearward and downward, and it's fully locked and it's assembled, and still super easy to take down with one Allen key. In fact, the whole entire uh, lower disassembles with one Allen wrench, with the exception of one screw. Uh, all the factory components are compatible with the Kraken, Kraken. Um, and then, of course, all the tandem products internals are compatible too. And there's, I don't want to speak to future evolutions, but um, this is kind of a springboard product. We're letting this cat yeah. out of the bag, Joe. Go, get <laughs> Go for it. Just, just go for it. <laughs> um, I just, I just say this is a, a an early. Uh, stay tuned. Excellent. So, <laughs> so anybody who's got uh, a a Mark IV upper right now can turn around, take their gun apart, take the internals out of that gun, put them into the crack and lower. It's going to function and it's going to fit tighter on that upper. Yeah, exactly right. And, you know, there's um, been some other solutions in the market to try to fit that, that um, 
upper a little bit tighter. Everybody knows about um, that connection between the lower and the upper. Um, there's some companies that offer bedding gels. There's some companies that offer some specialized products, um, but nothing will hold it as securely as uh, the way that Joe has engineered it here. Um, plus you get all the great features of an aluminum lower. The balance on the firearm is just absolutely amazing um, with the way that he's designed it. Excellent. Now, most of the people who are shooting rimfire are shooting 2245 frame styles. And it sounds like this first iteration is 2245. Are you looking into the potential of moving into a target lower as well? Sky's the limit. Uh, and I don't want to speak to, to the future too much, but by, by, by creating this platform, we, we give ourselves a huge amount of flexibility in the types of products that we can we don't have to cram it into the factory OEM uh, space because okay. now we, we control the space. Excellent. So any feature that you ever wanted in a lower, we now have the ability to put it in there if it makes economic sense and if our customers. Uh, so I can do like an under pick a tenny with a, a flashlight mount and. Wait a minute, that would go on the upper anyways, yeah. uh, not on the lower. And um, it, you know, it is compatible with, with any mark for upper um right now you really need all the parts to the 2245 lower to assemble it but uh all all the reports and uppers the tactical solution uppers all the ruger and there's a few others out there making uh, mark four uppers um so all of those are compatible and you can you know you get a nice reports and upper and the tk crack and lower you got a pretty pretty amazing hand now so brian, brian go ahead from, uh, go mark ahead, steve from a marketing perspective, um, I know that you're releasing this lower, but those of us that have paid attention to Tandem Crossover, what well, it's been eight, nine years, your evolution, um, I've got a Mark IV today, and you wouldn't recognize it as being a stock Ruger pistol because it's got a TK trigger, TK grips, TK this, TK that. So from a marketing perspective, are you going to sell just the lower or is it going to be a fully furnished lower that you can go to one of the other companies that Joe mentioned to get a throw an upper on it to make a complete pistol. How are you going to package and sell it? Yeah. So as Joe said, this is very much a springboard product for us. So um, right now we just wanted to meet the customer requirement of, Hey, I want a machined lower and I want a better locking mechanism on my upper and my lower. And those, those are key features that we want to be able to meet. Um, in the future, we're looking at a lot of different options along the way. Um, and we wanted to make sure, you know, there are uppers out there. There's Taxol, there's Volkortsen. Um, they will fit right on there. You can get those. You'll need the internals of your lower 2245 uh, to be able to assemble this. But um, we do have some really lofty plans in the near future um, using this as the base or the foundation of, um, of future products. Great. And from a technical perspective, Joe, you, you talked a little bit about the lockup on the backside. And uh, I'm not sure if everybody's familiar with the Mark IV. Talk about the uh, front of the gun, you know, of the frame where it pivots and all that kind of jazz. Is there any sort of improvements there? Or did Ruger do a good enough job uh, with that side well, of the they did, they did an excellent job on the front end. It's, uh, we're using the factory lockup geometry. Um, it actually kind of cams into place. Uh, and there's a kind of a heel lock that locates the upper. And uh, the mechanism that that the Kraken incorporates actually pulls the, the upper rearward and downward into that hill. And uh, Got it. it makes a super tight lock. Um, 
but you are right to assume that this is kind of a vehicle for TK internals. And anybody that's got, if you've got a 2245 lower that's just factory, and you're thinking, oh, I want a, I want a cornerstone, I want a, a trigger, I want a thumb rest, uh, you know, sear and hammer, maybe you shouldn't have said that. I might quite not, not quite ready, but um, you could basically get the Kraken, all the internals, and for about the same amount of work as it's going to take you to completely retrofit your plastic OEM lower, you got an aluminum lower that all these parts fit into. Brian, I'm seeing a bundle in the future. <laughs> <laughs> and it kind of makes sense to do this all at once. No. And so, you know, there's, you know, one of the aftermarket parts uh, that I have on my Scorpion, now granted, I've got a Mark III, uh, is a thumb ledge. And I believe you said that, again, this is designed in with a, the, the concept that these aftermarket parts are going to fit. Um, and is that the case? Uh, if, if I've got a Mark IV thumb ledge, it's one where, you know, I'm going to be able to take that frame and put that thumb ledge right on a uh, Kraken. Yeah, that was, that was something that um, we really pushed hard for was that we wanted to make sure anything that you had today that was in the market for the Mark IV would work. Um, we want to make sure that there's lots of cross compatibility. You know, it's, we have a, we live in a make it now, make it our own culture. Mm -hmm. uh, when you get something like when you, this is one of the reasons Tandem Cross exists. When you buy something today, the first thing that people do is like, how do I make it mine? How do I do this? Um, and it's no different here. So one of the most important parts of making it uh, fit all, or making it popular is making sure that it will fit everything that exists in the market. So we tested across all various aftermarket company parts. So, you know, if you decide there's something that's not tandem cross, like the Stripland thumb ledge, I mean, we do sell it and we have a great partnership with Stripland, but we wanted to make sure that it worked and was compatible with his products as well. And, and many others in the, in the market. That's critical. Excellent. Well, Brian, what, Put that, put it up again, put it up, get it up in the camera again. Give it, give our, our watchers a, just look at that people. Is that I, a two, is, is it a two part lower? Like the full quartz in style or is it uh, all, all one? Machined in two pieces. Uh, Good. It arrives to you in one piece and you don't have to take it apart for a simple. Okay. And then also, um, cause I'm sure that there's people that like to tinker. Jeff's not that guy, but uh, never. In order to... I, I'm all stock, Steve. I'm all stock. <laughs> I know. I know. But there's a lot of people listening to these podcasts that, that are tinkers because that's part of the gun industry. Um, is it uh, got blue or red Loctite on the screws and that type of thing? If somebody wants to take it apart. Yeah. You could disassemble it fairly easily actually. And there's, okay. Uh, it's, it's relatively straightforward. It's, we don't necessarily recommend disassembling it uh, to put all your guts in. It's not really necessary, but it's pretty easy to take apart yourself. Yeah. Wait a minute. Okay, wait a minute. I'm, I'm going to call somebody out here, and I'm guessing that Mike Baker's going to get two. <laughs> and he's going to get a red one and a green one. And he's going to take them apart. And one's going to be green on the left and red on the white. And it's going to be vice versa for the other one. He would definitely be Mike. Yeah, I'm calling you out. I'm I'm waiting for the see this. Okay. <laughs> yeah. that? I got a I got a, I got a text message from Elsie Baker. Hey Steve, can you Cerakote this one? Light <laughs> Tar Heel blue. Okay. Yep. So that's what that's all about. 
but Brian, I did get that right. You're gonna you're gonna distribute them in red or green, correct? Uh, red and red and black. Red uh, and black. I'm, okay. I'm working on on green with Jake. Um, we'll see if he, we can get him to agree. But it's funny what you're saying about the two different halves when we were training our support staff on them and assembly so they can properly help our customer base. We were messing around. We're putting red on black, and then we put red grips on the black side and uh, black grips on the red side, and it was starting to look really sweet. And then uh, I looked at Jake, and Jake looked at me, and we're like, "Oh my gosh, we should sell these in multicolors." And our inventory manager, uh, Bianca, <laughs> kind of like, went like this. No, don't yeah. do it. <laughs> no, we can do it. It'll be great. It looks really sweet with the mis- uh, mixed up uh, colors as well. Right, right. Well, that's fantastic. Well. You know what? Uh, I'm ecstatic. I'm excited. I'm excited for you guys. I've been fortunate to be involved with you guys um, at different levels for a number of years. Uh, for those of you, we'll, we'll go back to the very first time I met Brian, and it was at uh, U.S. Steel, and they were working on the hive grip for the Smith & Wesson victory, and um, for those of you that have been around that long, there was a lot of challenges they had with that and getting it out, but he had one at the match and I grabbed the gun and I licked the grip and I said, <laughs> it's mine. No one else is going to want to touch this. <laughs> and that's been, that was Brian's first experience with me <laughs> and, and he still talks to me. So, uh, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> yeah, that is was it because weird. he could- <laughs> is it because you got a restraining order that you guys can talk well yeah there's still you know yeah it's yes, not because it's of covid i have to remain 10 feet away <laughs> that's why we have social distancing today <laughs> no i no remember worries. that you know it's, 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 it's funny we never we try really hard to not take the easy path and not because it's just hard but because it's the right path and like with the hive grips of course we chose the material that was challenging to get and challenging to mold and challenging to uh, have adhesion with its its substrate. And the same thing with the Kraken, right? We just, we, it took us a long time to get to the market because we don't like to cut corners. And I always talk to my employees about the pain of discipline over the pain of regret. You know, there are easy paths. There's an easy path we could have taken for this or the hype grips or many other other products that we developed. But when you take the easy path, the, the pain, you get the pain of regret. The gratification is short term. It's not very long lasting. You look back at it and it doesn't make you feel very good about you. But when you take the, the pain of discipline and you do things right and you get the right materials or you, you design the right features in, the gratification is much longer. Um, and it creates a momentous build uh, for the future efforts that you have in your life and the things that you do. Um, and so, you know, that's, that's the way we're looking at the Kraken. It took us a long time to get here. It took us to get the right personnel like Joe, uh, track the right talent to get here, to get this over the finish line. But, um, we're, our promise to our customers is we're going to continue to practice that, that pain of discipline and really, really knock your socks off. That's awesome. The only thing that we haven't talked about so far is, well, two things. One is because a lot of people know where to go buy it, right, Brian? But what's the price point going to be? Ah, good question. Um, so we took a hard look around the market. Um, and because we chose the pain of discipline, um, when we first <laughs> when we first started shopping this thing around um, to get it made by some, some partner manufacturers, the prices were just... <laughs> <laughs> I remember that clearly. It's just... Uh, hey, send send yes, me that picture, yeah. Jeff. No. <laughs> uh, 
it's this is not an easy thing to make. It's expensive. Um, it's expensive to make, and we don't have all the right machinery to make all the parts internally today. So um, it took us a long time to find the right partner. Um, and then we took a look at the market, and there are you know if you go buy an aftermarket plastic lower today, it's like two fifteen, two thirty, right? Um, and we need to make sure that we get a certain margin so we can continue to invest in future products. So um, after taking a look at what the price of plastic lowers are going for, and after the cost of manufacturing, we're coming in at two seventy nine ninety nine. Oh, I think that's a I think Absolutely that's a reasonable fair. price. I was thinking it could have been upwards of three. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Thank you. Great. Well, Joe, anything else you want to share about your baby? I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to see where it goes. Um, see uh, how people uh, react to you know, doing a complete build on their 2245 bullet. It's a little bit of a learning curve, but it's not it's not unheard of. I think anybody that is interested in a product like this probably has a little bit of mechanical aptitude and they like to tinker with their guns anyway. So um, hopefully there won't be too much uh, growing pains getting all these components installed. We've got we spent a lot of time working on a detailed set of instructions, uh, figuring out the best way to uh, go about putting the components back into the lower. Uh, we forgot to mention, um, we do. there is a small hole incorporated into the lower that will allow you to preload the sear, which that was always kind of one of the tricky points was get, keeping the sear in the right position when you put the hammer assembly on. Yeah. And uh, a lot of times, you know, a lot of people would use the magazine and different things. So. We've incorporated a small hole on the side of the frame that allows you to preload the sear. And if you put a 116th inch Allen key in that hole, it'll hold the sear in the preloaded position so you can drop the hammer assembly in. That makes it a little bit easier. Um, but for the most part, it's identical to disassembly and reassembly of the OEM lower using the same components. And it also gives you an opportunity to go ahead, put the new trigger in, put the new Titan mag release in, put the cornerstone in. If you're swapping out all those parts, you might as well put the new stuff in at the same time. And that, and we, we do definitely will see probably some package uh, package sale arrangements so that people can load it up uh, from the get go. Yeah, for, for Joe, this is uh, actually a double double release for him. Uh, we've been touting the Kraken uh, for you know for quite some time now, but on the same day tomorrow, or well, I guess it'll be today when you see this. <laughs> Um, we are also going to announce our bolt keeper for the Ruger 1022, which is um, another one of Joe's uh, big ideas of being able to lock back the bolt on the 1022 with ease of use. Um, and you'll kind of see what I mean when, when, you, when we release it. Um, the, whenever people have to lock back and show clear, um, you have to push that little plate up inside mm -hmm. your 1022. Uh, Joe has come up with this way to install a really nice, uh, decently sized knob that works with all existing magazine releases in the marketplace um, where you can just push up on it, no problem, lock it back, uh, keep that gun safe and keep it open. So when you're showing clear. I can't take hundred percent credit for that. Keith really pushed that. I did help make the first prototypes. <laughs> Keith did uh, push, yeah, it's a team effort. Excellent. Yeah, a, lot of, a lot of these things, we, we hear ideas from customers, you know, you just, and a lot of times you think that's a great idea and it sits for months or years before it really becomes the right time to introduce that type of product. So that was one of those things that came together. They all just came together at the same time. Sounds good. Okay, Pretty Brian, 
I want you, I'm going to go to non-gallery view. I want you to say something so you get the full screen. And then I want you to show off that lower one more time. Got it. Say something, Brian. All right. So this is Brian <laughs> Haker with Tandem Cross announcing the new Tandem Cross Kraken for your Ruger Mark IV 2245 and machine lower uh, that will give you proper balance, better lockdown, uh, better finger and accuracy support. So come on, stop by Tandem Cross and pick up the Kraken. All right. Thanks, everybody, for being on. Podcast listeners, you're going to be watching this. Get in line. These are going to go off like hotcakes. Brian, Joe, Steve, thanks again, everybody, for being on the call. Thanks a lot, Jeff. See you guys. Thanks, Bye, guys. Appreciate it.